Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today, we are unlocking the key. <gasps> what key is it? Well, better do your uh, Generation 1 homework, uh, kids, because we are getting deep into Season 2 here. Yay! Mm. And you know what? It's an Aerial Bot episode. <laughs> oh, it's the first Aerial Bot episode. Yeah, it is the origin of the Aerial Bots. So naturally, I know a great deal about this episode. Yeah. whole show really started to go downhill there, I think. <laughs> no, no. My Aerial Bots. My baby. You could say it started to nosedive. <laughs> <laughs> Went into a real tailspin. No, um. no. I mean... Admittedly, after that, we did get aerial assault, which is terrible. And bot. <laughs> yes, and bot. I, and I always thought aerial time assault travel assault one was kind of fun. And that time travel one that's actually not bad, but also the aerial bots are tremendous assholes in it. Yes, yes. What it gives all this backstory, and then... Wardon, yeah. that was it. Yes. Oh. Like I think it was Forever is a Long Time Coming. Which is a, no, that's season three. Which is a better title, but does not have the aerial bots in it. No. But it does have some female Autobot named Beta. Indeed. Yeah, this first aired December 4th, 1999. Uh, getting ready to sell those Christmas toys. Oh, yeah. This actually, I think, was about the point where the toys actually started showing up on shelves. Yeah, they they did not come out they, until fairly late. Like, the show had yeah. nearly aired its entire first season, and the, sh- the toys oh. started showing up around the end of the season. Yeah, because I remember hanging out, like, <laughs> hanging out at Walmart because I had nothing better to do. Uh, waiting for the cases to come out at night because they were doing the post-Christmas restock. So it was it was pretty late. And this one was written by uh, Marv Wolfman, who has, of course, been involved with uh, Beast Machines and Transformers in general uh, many times before. Yes. And has an awesome name. Also that. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, we open, and we open with a last time on Beast Machines, even Yay. though this was not a multi-parter. Actually, as as a as a quick aside, uh, it it does. I think it is a little significant that Marv Wolfman uh, was the one who wrote this episode because the episode of G one he's best known for also has a callback to the key to Vector Sigma. Oh, you're right. As an, as an episode, because huh. you know Alpha Trion has to sacrifice himself to activate Vector Sigma because Megatron's got the key. And in, uh, what do you call it? Rage episode. Return of Optimus Prime. Uh, Optimus Prime does, like, talk to Alpha Trion in Vector Sigma. So, so yeah, that's something he would definitely know about. And that was my history lesson for today. Well, we get <laughs> plenty more educated. history lessons. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we open where we left off. Uh, Tankor is in the Oracle. Uh, this time, or at least he's in the Oracle chamber, and this time the diagnostic drones with him. 
and the diagnostic drones were, you know, uh, I kind of live in the same building as Megatron. He might notice that I'm gone <laughs> because yeah. I'm his robotic servant. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing servant stuff, you know. Diagnostic stuff, drone stuff. <laughs> you know, you should technically be there too, but mostly it's me I'm worried about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you at least have a bunch of guys who look like you. And you don't talk much, <laughs> so he might just assume you're just being quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So then uh, Tagor says, you know, this is the Oracle, but also in the ancient Autobot data tracks, there's a, there's a computer vector sigma, and they're the same thing. Apparently. Thanks, Marv Wolfman. That's kind of cool. Yes, because vector sigma, of course, has been well woven into the uh, Transformers lore at this point. At but least pre- the cartoon lore. He's he's yeah. never really in the comics or anything. Uh, you do didn't uh, Vector Sigma show up in the IDW comics during Dark Cybertron? Oh, I guess maybe IDW. I was thinking like the comics that oh. would have been out, you know. Oh yes, when... at the time it was really you, they really just went back to those original two, uh, the two parter. Was it the secret of Vector Sigma? Uh, the key to Vector Sigma. Yes, the key to Vector Sigma. And basically, that it was, was the a, name of the episode. a big golden spherical computer that basically made Transformers living beings. Yeah, and this really calls back to it. Uh, <laughs> a a, a uh, cute story. I was I was always very you know I I had a lot of the cartoon stuff memorized, uh, and I was hanging out with someone when this episode first aired. And in, well, in the previous episode first aired, and in the next week thing, they showed Tankor. I think at that point we knew the episode was called The Key, uh, and it showed Tankor holding the key to Vector Sigma, and I just lost my shit. <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> god! It's, it's the key! And my friend was like, the, what key? The key to Vector Sigma! <laughs> Because especially at that point, you, we didn't really see, like, callbacks that were that, like, dead on. Usually we got sort of vague stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess the stuff with the Ark in Beast Wars was, was about that level of accuracy. Uh, but mm. I was just floored by that. It was very identifiable as the exact same relic from the G1 cartoon. Yeah. So, yeah, they... uh and he, but the more important than the key to Vector Sigma is, or than the than Vector Sigma itself is the key to Vector Sigma, and, which is an artifact that can turn organic into technology, yes. which was also something it did on the cartoon. As uh, as Megatron found out when someone dropped it. Yes. <laughs> they got to Earth and someone dropped it, and a big patch of metal formed on the ground, and he was like, "Huh, metal? Do you mean?" Techno matter, apparently. So I, I think that, uh, I mean, of all the things to call back to, I think that the key to vector sigma was a very, very obvious choice. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a clever reuse. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna spoilers. They're gonna, it's gonna be very important for the next couple of episodes. Yeah. So Tankor just straight up like Michael Jordan jumps into the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of a Johnny Five jump. Yeah, because he's got I, cause I have never stumpy seen short tread legs. What? You don't really need to. It's kind of racist. Uh, 
No, you should totally see it. It's amazing and kind of racist, who, who, but mostly. Who would look like David Willis? <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, that's if you want no, to watch the really. second one. Yeah, First I mean the second. I, mean, I kind of want. I really I like kinda, the second one too. I really. I like kind of want to watch the second one because it was filmed in Toronto. Yeah. It's it, set in New York, but it's as much New York as uh, Fisher Stevens is Indian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, but, but, uh, a couple times he would, uh, jump with that sort of pushing his treads out, like, uh, like Tankor did. So he does, just, I mean, just take my word for it, he does a Johnny Five jump. I will take your word for it. And then it just spits him out like a watermelon seed, because <laughs> he does not have a receptive spark. Which, yeah, I means? wonder if that is a throwback to the fact that, uh, the fact that, uh, Alpha Trion was able to, you know, use himself as a key. That there are receptive sparks, but you know, Tankor ain't one of them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, known facts about fictional computer vector sigma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tankor's solution is pretty great, though. Yeah. Yes. So, well, I, I I don't have a receptive spark, and you don't have a spark. Period. So he just chucks him in there <laughs> like a football. <laughs> Him being diagnostic drone. Yes, the diagnostic, diagnostic drone. drone. And he's it so works. Great. And is that this is I guess how computers work. You just throw a guy into it and he's just surrounded by numbers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's well yeah. you see what, what happens yeah. after he comes you know, he's he's thrown back out. And also I would like to mention the the, the voice when he finds the Oracle. I think that's Carol Savinkoff. Yes it is. <laughs> Which, you know, she is the casting director. Uh, but, uh, but yes, Tankor, this goes back to something I was complaining about all the way back in season three of Beast Wars. What happens to Tankor is he actually does have to install drivers for the key to Vector Sigma. <laughs> Cause he gets hit with some sort of code and, you know, he says something about it being, he's like, oh, this is just computer code. And and diagnostic drone or someone says that he needs that to to inter like interact properly with the key and it, that's drivers that's what drivers are <laughs> because then yeah the oracle just makes this key like physically manifest yes sure like, oh. it's a physical thing that you carry yeah. around yeah yeah I mean it always was in G one too yes and uh, yeah it kind of looks like a uh, like a DVD remote. Sort of crossed with a key. It looks chain. like a key, or or yeah, or like a key. Yes, like a futuristic robot key. It looks like I, a cross between a a DVD remote and a key. I really liked the part where the diagnostic drum was inside the Oracle portal and approaching the surprisingly accurate to the cartoon vector sigma core thingy. Yeah, yes, the, and just golden. He says ball. it's indescribable while inside a Star Fox sixty four warp zone. <laughs> Listen, I am programmed to diagnose things and to be sarcastic. I don't have describing subroutines. <laughs> I, very, I was trying to figure out, like, what 90s imitation of inside of a computer this reminded me of. The closest I could think of is the net. Or wait, I mean, I Oh, I can tell you another reboot. one. It was a reboot internet portal, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Reboot. Oh, yeah. yeah uh -huh. Warning. Incoming game. Warning. Incoming game. No, it was like one of the parts in season three where Bob was surfing the internet. 
Yes, literally <laughs> surfing the internet. Yes, I remember that. That show great. got kind of dumb. You love surfing. Yeah. It was so good, though. It was good dumb. Yeah. I'm gonna have to dig up my DVDs at some point. <laughs> That's what we can watch next: the reboot <laughs> podcast. Hey, but it's not a Transformer. Warning: incoming podcast. That's what we should call it. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, back at uh, back at the the Bone Cave or the Bone Zone, perhaps. Can we call it the Bone Zone? Sure. Uh, I I say we can call it the Bone Zone. Okay then. I'm the expert here. This is true. You are an expert <laughs> on Bone Zones. <laughs> yes. As, the zoning as the romance editor, I am the the expert on Bone Zones. So yeah, Night Scream's uh, doing a little Shakespeare with these uh, skulls, but uh, what they're actually trying to do is drill for water. Yes. You know, so they're they're doing the Mars probe thing. Their drill is the drill that will pierce the aquifer. Oh. Is that a reference to something? I didn't get it. Gurren Lagann. Gurren Lagann. Drill is the drill that okay, will pierce then. heaven, but I just went with aquifer because they're going okay, down. Okay, nope, nope, that's good. Uh, forgive my ignorance. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they well while they're doing that, uh yeah, Night Scream is helping Rat Trap drill for water and uh Mom and Dad are fighting, by which I mean Cheetor and Optimus. Yeah. Oh my god, they're being such weird. an old married couple. They're referring to each other in third person at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing the classic sitcom thing of the parents are fighting by having the kid dictate lines between them, but the the child, Rat Trap, isn't saying anything. They're just sort of yelling at each other through Rat Trap. It's just such a weird yes. dynamic that it's Primal and Cheetor are the mom and dad now. And Rat Trap is the kid? <laughs> I mean, he's not really acting like the kid because no. he clearly hates this. <laughs> yes. As usually he's happens. He's not upset in a that mom and dad are fighting. He's really just sick of mom and dad fighting. And yeah. he wishes yeah. they'd go do it somewhere else. <laughs> yep. Just go in another room, turn on the record player. I, I got, let it I got out. digging to do. Come on. Put on Fleetwood Mac's Tusk <laughs> and just have it out. He's, he's busy. He's got stuff to do. That, that, that wasn't personal at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Optimus says we got to dig this well. Cheetor says, hey, Megatron hasn't been doing anything. Maybe we should go kill him. But hey, Optimus was kind of I mean, they, it was kind of right because this drill does strike well it's liquid miracle but, grow they yes. strike miracle grow it's miracle grow it is mutagen ooze uh it is possibly gak from nickelodeon ooh i don't think it's a good one it's from the core of did they say primus or did i did my notes go they did well. not say primus okay my I notes just say primus, primus goo ooh i mean i don't i don't want to know what kind of Primus, what kind of goo this is coming from Primus? Oh, oh man, God, it's like the stuff spooge. they got at the uh, at the end of, uh, in uh, Prince of Darkness. Oh, I do think, considering how powerful it is, I I do think, and and specifically how fertile it is, I I don't think it would be too off mark to call it God Spooge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it that. <laughs> I think I'm just going to call it The Ooze, because we were talking about Ninja Turtles 2 last week. Yeah, but, That's but, fair. That's but, fair. Okay, now we have God Spooge in the Bone Zone. 
It's getting a little too dirty. <laughs> Fine. Look, All I've right, been, I've had a I, lot of work this week. We've part where they're going to be planting the seeds of the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, planting the seed in the bone. Maybe we can zone. take it. A, can I've, we take I've, it back a little cleaner and just say that uh, the Cybertron hillbillies struck bubbling crude? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Green, That's blue, gold. <laughs> a praxis tea. Oh, I was trying to get to the city first. <laughs> so uh, before they can fill their cement pond with this, it uh, floods their orchard, and uh, all these trees instantly grow into, or all these seeds instantly grow into trees. Just poof. Yeah. Okay. So cool. they they got more seeds in between episodes. I guess. I mean, the presumably it left more behind when that uh, that or Rattrap just had like a huge bunch of those inside him somehow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, uh, he's a, a rat's kind of like a chipmunk, right? He's a, they were just all in his cheeks. Yeah, sure. yeah, he was just collecting them for winter. Yeah, because you never know. I mean, winter is coming. Uh, but anyway, as soon as that happens, like immediately, Tankor busts in. Yay, Tankor! Hey guys, suddenly, Tankor. Yep. That was uh, that was a, that was a that was that uh, Brooke Shields sitcom uh, suddenly Tankor. <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Didn't that have Judd Nelson in it? It did have Judd Nelson in it. Now we're getting tied back to Transformers. All right. <laughs> Which honestly, the only reason I ever noticed that was because it had Judd Nelson in it, and he is Hot Rod. <laughs> uh. So yeah, he's, uh, Tankor is, uh, he's a real dick, and he just shoots everything with the, with the key, which he's now got in his, uh, in his tank barrel. Yeah. Or his tank gun barrel. Which is kinda cool. Yeah, he just shoots all these trees, they turn into robot trees. Oh, instant no. jungle is now instant robo jungle. Yes. Oh no, Primal's nightmares are coming true. Much like happened on Earth in the key to Vector Sigma. Oh man. If this gets any more like the key to Vector Sigma, somebody's going to uh, make some aerial bots. <gasps> oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Aww. Aww. And also, the Decepticons are going to steal a bunch of cars for some reason. Yes. <laughs> well, they stole the cars to make the Stunticons. Right. I guess for the for no reason was the they steal uh, the the truck that's going to become uh, Motormaster, and the trucker is for some reason wearing a hard hat. <laughs> like all because adults. That's just what people wear in that universe. All humans wear hard hats. Yes. Period. <laughs> we don't allow things to fall on our heads. Period. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cheetor hasn't said that in a while, has he? No, I'm, thankfully. Yes. I'm yeah. okay with them dropping that. Okay. I, I would like to say at this around this episode, I also noticed something else I was totally okay with them dropping, which was the whole rat trap being useless thing. Didn't he comment on something like, oh man, I miss just being the useless one? Uh, they do that later point. in this episode. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like any actual change came over him apart from the change to being able to transform to robot mode. It just, you know, I don't know. Well, you can, you can do Red Trap got his stuff group now. back. Hmm. Yes. yes. So yeah, so then he's about to shoot Optimus, but uh, Night Scream does the whole Secret Service thing instead <laughs> and takes the bullet for him. Sure. Oh yay! Sacrifice yourself for Primal. 
Yay! Sacrifice yourself for primal on Earth. You, yes. You're not sacrificing yourself. Tankor's trying to help you guys. You have organic impurities. He's trying to save you. Yeah. Let him help you. It's true. And and so the well, I guess they didn't actually shoot any like people or anything with the uh, Keto Vector Sigma in the no. original. No. <laughs> oh, that it wasn't like that episode of Gargoyles. Okay. No, you know Megatron the one. Going around with his uh, that mace that comes out of his hand, oh. smashing people. Oh, that oh that'd be so good. No, that did not happen. Oh. So yeah, it uh, shoots him, and then he turns into like cold blue techno matter, and also he goes crazy. Yes, apparently. And the cold blue techno matter is the same color as like the part of his body that's not brown. It's a slightly different shade. It's more. It's a richer blue, I would say. Yeah. Sure. I, I have very good color vision. I don't know. <laughs> a bit more cyan. I, look, I I know words. I don't know colors. Just don't ask me to tell black socks from navy blue socks. <laughs> and but before Tankor can shoot the rest of them, he kind of goes crazy and then dies. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that, like, yeah, he just like he's. I think he says he's overloading, and then he just like. Sort of burns out. Yeah, is yeah. it falls over? Does backwards. he get? Does he get hit before that by something specific? Or I don't think so. No, okay. it's just the power of the key. He can't handle it. Oh, Red like, uh, tries to punch him and just bounces off. Yeah. Uh, do you, you? What is it? You've been, you've been working out. He says. She's <laughs> kind of got a laugh out of me. Worked yep. on his abs. Poor Decker. So he lo- overloads, starts shooting everything, and then just falls over. Yeah, it's, it's like when somebody tries to handle one of the Infinity Stones in a Marvel movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, just in time for that, a uh, procession of tank drones comes in and just drags them off, uh, accompanied by the diagnostic drone. So uh, by rules established earlier in the series, should the diagnost- or should the tank drones even be running if Tankor is out of action? No, I guess they shouldn't. Gee, no, that's, they uh, shouldn't. That's, <laughs> a real, that's, that's a real plot hole there. Huh. Yeah, that's that's certainly something well, to think about. Okay, no prize. The diagnostic drone can sub-control them because tank or reprogrammed him. Well, well I mean, we, a... know the, we know the actual reason for this, though. Yeah, You would think that maybe hint. the Maximals would. I mean, it's not really relevant to the Maximals, no. but you'd think they might be like, well, that was odd. Well, they're, Although they're, they're not panicky. sure how... Yeah, I mean, they've got bigger bats to fry here, because they've got <laughs> sure. a crazy, half, you know, robo-contagious uh, night screen, because whatever he touches also turns to techno-matter. Yep. Because that's a thing they know, that immediately, just by looking at him, it's clearly contagious. Well, well no, no, was... he touches like a vine, and it turns into uh Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yes. so... Yeah, it is a blink and you miss it, it. It does make sense. And then once she uh, black reactive webs him up like Spider Man, he also turns her webbing into techno matter. Yeah, which seems dangerous. So she she dunks him in the goop for a little while for a sec, and that does briefly revert him back. But there just isn't enough of it. So to cure him, they're going to need a whole geyser of it. Also, it looks like the goop goes down the drain after she puts him in it, and not yeah, just like it kind of soaks into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they just didn't quite get enough of it. Well, no, but the way he's going crazy after he gets dunked in, it's like it's like he's having withdrawal symptoms. L- like well, he was going... addicted to being organic. Well, he starts getting very like Joker crazy. 
Yeah, I I do actually have a note that Night Scream is Jared Leto's Joker. Oh man, he's just <laughs> mailing pig oh, heads mean. to Gary Chalk. Yeah. yeah. Gary Chalk is not standing for that. He's no. going to your house and he's throwing that pig head through your window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Gary Chalk. He's so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. Uh, Alessandro Giuliani is really hamming it up here, and it, it's okay. Yeah. He does some, some very Joker like crazy laughter and stuff. Yes. And, and I. I think he threatens to kill everyone, you know, just like you do. Uh, and they actually use the word, uh, oh, right, he's, uh, tear out your circuits. Yes. That's grim. Yes. Oh, that night scream. And uh, once again, Primal and Cheetor have two totally different strategies to deal with this. Primal, Primal wants Rat Trap to track Tankor, and Cheetor says, uh, we have to fix this drill, which was uh, destroyed in the battle, to get more goo. But neither of them work because... Tankor is apparently dead, and that drill is super busted. Yeah. And so Cheetor, and so Cheetor remembers uh, several episodes ago when uh, they fought that mole drone. Oh, the moles, which, yeah, we so, haven't seen them in a so while. So here's one of those terminology things. How how do they know what a mole is? I, I don't know if Megatron ever actually calls it a mole, so it might just be a mole. I guess that's fair. Or it might just not have a name. Is it Mole the Deployer? Sadly, no. (laughs) I was hoping for that. But uh, Uh, sadly, neither Mole nor Rav nor uh, Dillo, and uh, I almost mispronounced that, uh, are to be found. (laughs) Alas. I know. I I really wish that they had gotten to do something, because, you know, there was a Corvid. Oh, yeah. I mean, although I have to say, Dillo is clearly the superior of the three Deployers. Guess, because he's an armadillo. He is an armadillo, and also I really liked his colors. And his yeah. missile launcher was fri- had a frighteningly powerful spring. Ooh, <laughs> I like those. Yeah, I, I really like the deployers as well. Although the uh, the less said about the beast riders, the better. Yeah. Which were uh, vehicles based on uh, Cheetor and Ma- and Megatron's beast heads, which they drove around <laughs> like chariots. That's in my uh, my box of things I am never going to be able to sell because Nobody because wants no it. one wants it. Yeah, Cheetor's was Che. Yes. And uh, Megatron's was Mechatron. Uh, Mechatron is the names kind were of not weird, but... so great. Oh God, no! I want to make a T-shirt that is just like a stencil drawing of that toy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Viva la Evolution Revolution. <laughs> Those are not good names. I I think we just found our first T-shirt to make. <laughs> uh, so back at uh, back at the Citadel, Megatron. You know these uh, these the Diagnostic Drone brings Megatron Tankor on a slab, literally, and Megatron is all WTF. <laughs> well, that sucks. Pretty much. And he has the diagnostic drone, who he does not know yet has betrayed him, to examine him, and he just uh, kind of slides his eyes closed, which was neat. <laughs> that was cool and kind of on the nose. Yes. Yeah. Which not is that a... Tank War has a nose. No, he does not. How does he smell? <laughs> Terrible. Oh. <laughs> wah, wah. 
So, well, uh, well, Black Rachnia is left to bat-sit, uh, Optimus, Cheetor, and Rattrap go mole-jacking. Yay! Because that can't possibly go badly. Oh, no, none yeah. of this can go badly. Yeah, they, uh, they find a warehouse full of moles. Uh, they, out, uh, they outrun a fleet of cycle drones, which was a cool scene where we sort of got like an aerial shot of this pack of uh, cycle drones splitting around this warehouse. I thought, I thought that was neat. It is a lot of running again, though. Uh, yeah, yes. It, it kind of speaks to the show's lack of sense of space because they do this really neat plan where they're kind of trying to lead them back in on each other so that they can jump out of the way and have them all crash into each other, but it just looks like they're repeating animation for the first half of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so they, they, they destroy these tank, these cycle drones. Unfortunately, Megatron is watching this and decides to show them the new Cybertropolis, uh, in which all the buildings are under Megatron's control, and also they can fly. <laughs> Fortunately, the fate of my world is independent on drones alone. It, it is... Oh, good Megatron line there. Kind of amazing that... I don't know if it was originally designed that way, but Megatron weaponizes a city. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Th- that's good Megatron stuff. Was this a Titan? Like, was this a Titan previously, and he was just trying to figure out how to get enough control over it? Or Yeah, it oh. chopped Me- up bits of it. Oh, he's uh, Megatron's a city speaker. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's an interesting take on things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that little scar is. It's his uh, uh, city speaker facial markings. Ooh. Or, or, or maybe not. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's trying to squoosh them with uh, these uh, flying buildings. And also sets up one so that it's got like all his, like his face as formed by multiple uh, screens, which is always an effect I enjoy. Yeah. Yes. Classic villain. Oh yes, the propaganda video wall. <laughs> yes. So he's trying to squish him with these buildings. So they they bust into this warehouse, only for him to start br- rising it way up into the air and then tipping it. <laughs> oh yeah, he just shakes them all out of the warehouse like it's a box of cereal. Yep. Trying to find that prize at the bottom. And uh, I guess it's a good thing that uh, most uh, buildings on Cybertron don't have basements, because uh, this would really suck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, w- while this is all go, while this uh, rigmarole is all happening, uh, Black Rachnia tries to, she gets a little, uh, you know, canister of goo to Night Scream, but then he goes crazy, and then infects her as well, so now they're both crazy. Oops. Yeah, that could have gone better. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, so this this warehouse is flying. Stuff has fallen from the ceiling. Uh, Rat Trap is trying to take control. He's trying to control this mole. Well, he's yeah, trying he to, says... but like Primal <laughs> tells him take control of the building so Megatron's not killing us. Cheetor's like take control of the drone so we can get out of here. It's, uh, it's like and, and Rat Trap's like fed up with everything. Uh. <laughs> he says Uncle Rat Trap just wants to interface. And That's... having spent too much time on Tumblr, I was like, ew. Oh. Okay, A, don't call yourself uncle if you're you're trying for that. And uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Forg- forgive Rattrap, he just watched Blame It on Rio. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, do not Google Blame It on Rio. No. Not really. It's a path that leads to possibly Michael Caine's taint. Ew! <laughs> oh, God! Why? 
I don't want to see the house that that built. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not seen the taint, but I hear it is unsightly. But I, I have seen the house that it built, and it is wonderful. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, back to this. There's some nice shots of the moon of Cybertron. Well, one of the moons of Cybertron that looks really cool. It's like perfectly smooth except for two giant gashes in it that are... Yes, that is neat looking. I love that moon. Really cool. How many moons does Cybertron have anyway? Uh, Two, I think, in this. I think we've seen two at a time. Or maybe it's just one. Because I guess it had moon base one and two, but those were both eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I mean, not this necessarily follows that continuity, but yeah. Well, then, it you know, obviously follows one. it to a certain extent because there's a key to Vector Sigma. Well, yeah. That is true. And it looks and exactly like. And they recognize like... Unicron. Yes. Yeah, there's the old yes. There's that too. And Starscream was a ghost. And lied. Yeah, it, it's in Maybe they made some. Maybe they made some new moons. Maybe there was like this. They they realized that it had like these horrible gravitational repercussions. The whole not having moons thing. I was like, it was like the ultimate doom. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere around, let's say, like 2020 or so, Perceptor was like, uh, "Guys, we really need to have some more moons." <laughs> Fine, we'll get some moons. So we'll get oh, your maybe, damn they the, maybe they used like a big space bridge, like in the Ultimate Doom, to just grab some random planetoids. Yeah, yeah, that looks work. cool. We'll take it. Yeah. Anybody living on it? Eh. <laughs> that <laughs> just matter. makes me want more G one episodes. The title could be Bad Moon Rising. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. I'm just imagining the first request for we need more moons. Somebody coming back with a. Maximal that turns into a rabbit and just somebody else shaking their head. <laughs> I was thinking it was going to involve somebody dropping their robot pants. <laughs> that works, too. Oh, exposed T-crop. Uh, so, yeah, and, uh, yeah, there's this big uh, ghostly Megatron who is uh, sort of metaphorically shaking him out here, like uh, like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, you, sh- you shouldn't actually shake Polaroid pictures. Oh, is, it, is it actually detrimental, or is it just do nothing? Uh, it definitely does nothing. I think it may, like, you know, it, it does put stress on some of the, the like, plastic coatings and stuff, huh. so. Curse you, outcast, you've led me astray again. Yeah. Shame. It's not anyway, like that so film still exists. Yes. Except in, like, old boxes. Yeah. So yeah, they in a, in something that totally defies all known laws of physics. This uh, Mega Optimus and Cheetor fall out of the warehouse. Rattrap follows them, riding a drone. They catch up to it, and they all three of them are grabbing onto this drone. It hits the ground, burrowing, and none of them are instantly killed. <sighs> oh, so it's like physics. that sequence from the A Team movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, or point break, I guess. They're robots. It's it's understandable they might survive, but really the drone should be shattered upon impact. Oh, yes. Nope, it's just going to burrow right into the ground. Yep. It's fine. Nice. Everything's fine. It's fine, except then Megatron seizes control of it. Well, that too. Yeah. And we get a, a brief cameo here from uh, Jetstorm and Thrust, who have really not been in this episode otherwise. It is weird. Why does Rat Trap unplug from the drone after they get it down there? 
I guess he figured well, plot I convenience. Could... Yeah, something has to kill us. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, at this time, multiple things are trying to kill them because not only is this mole opening fire, but now uh, there's a big spider riding a bat, and they're both crazy and contagious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the best way. It's the best way for things to be. So Optimus attacks the mole. Ratrip gets cornered by Black Rachnia. He tells her, no touching on the first date, which your first dates suck, uh, Ratrip. <laughs> he's, like, he's... no touching? Are you Amish? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe he's got a purity ring. Yeah, but he, then again, he's also he promised his great Aunt Arcee. <laughs> yes, he promised his great Aunt Arcee. He's also the one who goes to robot strip clubs. Yeah, but the, well, yeah. to me, the way he said that, it's like something she had told him. Wow. <laughs> like, that's a rule. Don't you know this, you silly little rat? No touching on the first date. Uh, I wouldn't want to see them on a date. Ugh. So he he follows the he finally gets this mole to just dig a giant hole and. There's a huge geyser of goop. Yay, geysers of goop. Great geysers Mission of goop. accomplished. That's that's one of the lesser known Perry White uh, expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Great geysers of goop, Kent. <laughs> Man, remember on the uh, Adventures of Lois and Clark? Uh, I guess because Great Caesar's Ghost was too outdated, they he uh, replaced it with uh, Great Shades of Elvis. What? Yeah, no, that was, I mean, that how was how thing. is Great Caesar's Ghost dated beyond like, you know, the second century or whatever? Listen, kids don't care about Caesar anymore. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is they they haven't for a very very long time. <laughs> Listen, the the classical education is dead. That's right. Yeah, fair enough. I'm pretty sure there was a Caesar on Xena. Kids have heard of Caesar, the title. And that, that show wasn't out yet. It was, yeah. Oh, it wasn't? I thought... We're talking early 90s here. This uh, Xena was more like mid to late. Oh. Hmm. I think that also, show was we're going... talking ab- Also, we're talking about Warner Brothers and DC here. Maybe they were afraid of reminding people of Caesar Romero. This is also <laughs> true. People remember Caesar oh. Romero at all? Sure. Other than uh, those of us who have seen who that thing. Uh, shave his mustache. They just yes. had to paint over it. Yeah. And then when they made action figures of him recently, they sculpted the mustache and then just, you know, <laughs> left it white. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, I never would have heard of Cesar Romero if it wasn't for Batman. Well, sure, yeah. you wouldn't have heard of half of those old actors. Well, yeah, the ones that weren't on Star Trek. Anyway, Beast Machines. Yeah. Faces Pod. The Batman Podcast. <laughs> yes. The Batman 66 Podcast. Let's be clear here. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, if Night Scream did the Batu C, all would be forgiven. Not happening, though. No, no, no that would not forgive him. Uh. So, yeah, that cures everybody. The trees turn back into trees instead of robot trees. Yay. And uh, once again, uh, Optimus and Cheetor are yelling at each other, and Ratip just tells them to go screw. <laughs> <laughs> also, at, at one point, one of them is like, we don't need two leaders. Like, yeah, we don't need two kid characters either, so... Well, hey, Cheetor says, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. Well, okay, I guess he'd be the, I don't know, that character. He, he's the hot-blooded teen character now. 
I see. And that's, that is distinct from the kid now. Well, he's not, there's whitey kid and then there's a cooler, older kid. I see. I see. I get it. I mean, I mean, we don't need Night Scream at all, but he's there, so we got to justify his existence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, in a in a note that I kind of liked, they don't resolve all their problems. It's just you know, we're just not getting along that well, and that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And Black Rackney is just like, oh, this isn't over. Yeah. <laughs> well, back to pining over my boyfriend. Yes. My my brooding motorcycle boyfriend. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, those tank drones are hauling uh, Tank Orr's corpse off to somewhere. Some Diag- abandoned warehouse. Diagnostic drone sends. Yeah, diagnostic drone sends them away, and uh, it's the real Tank Orr. <gasps> he what? fakes his death. Yep. Yeah, he just rolls out of the <laughs> shadows. So great. This is like the second episode that he's been like, you know, evil Rhinox Tankor, and he's already faked his own death. Yeah, he's faked his own death. He's three like... steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's great. It's great. I mean, this is very much the evil Tankor that we saw in Beast Machine or in Beast Wars, who was just like so on top of things. Yes. Yeah. I do have to question slightly why he didn't just take the opportunity to blast all the Maximals? I mean, I, uh, maybe that's going to play into his plan later, because I think his plan later involves using the Maximals to take out Megatron. Well, hmm, okay, that's that part of it also, because if you take out the Maximals, then Megatron doesn't have a reason to keep the drones online and the generals online. Yeah, that's true. So uh, also true. You need them as a distraction to keep Megatron busy so he can do stuff in the background. You do not see fair. the webs within the webs. Oh. Because <laughs> he, he is kind of tarantula here, except less crazy. Yeah. yeah, less creepy. So, yeah, he saws the uh, the cannon off this uh, off this fake tank ore. And yet it's, it's actually a hologram? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Like, he cuts it off, and then it becomes a hologram, and it fades away. So it's a hard light hologram you sent to do your dirty work. And it was acting like you, or maybe it was a remote. Who knows? Sure. I yes. mean, if only he had ready, readily, ready access to a bunch of things that looked just like him that he could easily <laughs> dispose of. Exactly. To be fair, like he's slightly bigger than the other ones, depending upon the scene. That's true. Yeah, depending on the scene. And so, yeah, it, it vanishes totally. He's got this, uh, he, and he now has the key, the key to a new Cybertron. Ooh. Oh man. And that oh, is man. the end of the episode. Yay. So that is two great tank or cliffhangers in a row. Yeah. yeah, wow. And he talks about how he's gonna like take over Cybertron and be the big leader guy. Yeah, it's great. Go team Tankor. Yeah. Cause because the other choices are Mad, insane, I want to purge my organics Megatron, who's flawed, and, and Optimus, who's gone hippie, is planting seeds and has his own little commune in the dirt. <laughs> Go Tankor! <laughs> Rhinox yeah, was right. <laughs> Rhinox was right from the time he said Stonehenge totally sucks and it, somebody had to knock those stones down real soon onward. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, yeah, because I don't think Tankor would work as well if he wasn't Rhinox. Because we already no. liked Rhinox, but this isn't Rhinox. But it is Rhinox, so it's easier to root for him as the third faction. It's, it's evil Rhinox. And, and it's it's Richard Newman doing a great bad guy voice. Oh, yes. Just, he's he's very good at that. It's better than his M. Bison voice, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying something, because his M. Bison voice is not bad. Well, his M. Bison, but his M. Bison voice is more voice delightful. Is... Sillier. True. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <sighs> that M. Bison voice, man, it's great. And so, yeah, so that is two, you know, I know, actually, I guess three really good episodes in a row. This show is really coming together. Yeah, because yeah. the the three-parter that was like, things were all getting better in those, and then the last two have just been yes. great. Yeah. The techno-organic war is really chugging along at this point. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed the uh, the Generation 1 uh, references as well. Yes. Yeah. I... I, I mean, Always love a good G1 callback. And I think we're at the point now, I'm, we're at the point now where they're, we're a little sick of it, but, uh, you know, at the time it was fresh, and uh, it's doing the same thing as Beast Wars, where it's treated as sort of, you know, ancient legends. Yeah. yeah. And what references the key to Vector Sigma these days? <laughs> it's not like it's picking one of the big things. It's not movie quotes. Oh, Yes. Although I will uh, say I, I enjoyed the bit in uh, the uh, the other the most recent episode of uh, the adjectiveless Transformers comic when uh, Galvatron quotes that and Optimus Prime tells him to shut the hell up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's okay if you subvert it and don't use it that much, but for a while it was nothing but direct quotes from the animated movie. No, Vector yeah, Sigma is just a Family yeah, Guy. It can't just be a Family Guy esque. Hey, remember this thing from that one cartoon in the 80s that this is actually totally close enough to that you don't actually have to have been that into it to remember? Ha ha ha. Remember that guy who turned into a tape player? Let's play the touch again. Oh, Wouldn't he had a cool funnier? voice. Yeah. Yep. It's like being in high school all over again. People like the most they've ever gotten into a like joke for doing a Transformers reference there is, hey, remember Optimus Prime? He's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <sighs> Wouldn't he be Roman so yeah, with this... his name, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, show's coming together. I'm very excited to see where this is going. As yeah. it's going somewhere fast, because we are only two episodes away from the uh, grand season finale. And I, for one, have forgotten a great deal of it. Yeah, it, it gets pretty crazy, from what I recall. Huh. I don't think I first saw this far into this, so this is going to be a treat. Ooh, yeah. yeah, but before then, n- next time, some mysteries are finally revealed. <gasps> Yay! Oh. What's the deal with Thrust, and who is Jetstorm, anyway? Oh, He's the most awesome guy ever. Find out the answers to this and more in The Catalyst. Finally, we Coming to you next week. Have to stop. I have to stop deleting spoilers next week, and we can let it rip. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we so enjoy next week when we can finally adjust our video card settings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, and of course, before then, you can uh, write into us with your theories and your uh, comments, complaints, criticisms, 
uh, fan fiction, what what have you. Send that, all into the, send that all into the Max Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. Or onto the Facebook, or tweet us, or whatever. Yes, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Tumblr, we're on basically everything but Tinder. <laughs> I, I tried Tinder. It, it didn't work out Wait, well. Wait, I'm being catfished? Oh, no. <laughs> it's even worse. You're being depth-charged, which means you're actually being pursued uh, across the galaxy by a relentless bounty hunter. Oh, no. At least I'm wanted. <laughs> uh, so until next week, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. No technical difficulties for that one, so that was nice. Yay! Yay. Just my voice goes.